0: Okay. The executive producer, 1980 ITC entertainment.
1: This really sank that company. I mean, with this and, uh, raise the Titanic, both going over budget.
0: Yeah. Well, raise the Titanic was definitely a stinker.
1: The director went home with some money.
0: Right? Well, you know, God bless. He's a good director and he kept directing and he tried his luck. Carl, what do you think of this movie?
1: Um, I thought it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch Farrah Fawcett. Uh, It was, I don't know, Harvey Keitel. It was neat how his voice was overdub. I don't know. That wasn't so great. I liked it. You know, the robot, you think he's dead. He's not dead. You think he's good. Then he's bad. I don't know.
0: It was like literally squeamish stuff, including the part where the eye thing goes up to her eye. I can't tell how they shot that. So it definitely felt really squeamish to me and uh, you know there's a dog dead if you're not into that but the bottom line is just boring running space corridors but i guess it's iconic right like it's definitely an aesthetic the endless space corridor so yeah and
1: it was unclear why he killed the captain and went to deliver the robot on his own i'm so glad you
0: told me that i wouldn't even i wasn't even realizing watching this film that had occurred and and his demeanor never really fluctuated to a homicidal, you know, like... No, no, he wasn't yeah. that
1: kind of a, uh, but he, he was in the film. I don't know. It was weird how the eclipse affected the radio transmission, and yet when it was cleared, they had to actually fly a ship out there to say hello. That was bizarre. Uh, it didn't make sense what they were doing on the base. They were an experimental food center. What does it mean? What did they do? Why did they need such a large facility? What, 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 what? How come they were the only two people there? They weren't even scientists. They did no science.
0: They did no science. Not only that. And I I mean, I know we're beating this movie to death, but good. Why (laughs) wouldn't they have robots there in the first place?
1: Well, they had two bullshit robots. This was a new experimental one that you could train by uploading his brain into a real brain. It wasn't a computer. I don't know. I
0: don't know. I know. And those weird brains was weird too. Well, that has been Saturn three, Carl. Thank you so much for researching and uh, actually suffering through this film before yeah. we uh, do it here as an audience, but you know, sometimes bad movies are fun to watch when you have a crowd. We appreciate you joining us here on let us watch a full night movie on YouTube. L W A F L M O Y T is our YouTube channel. It's our audio podcast, And we are of course part of mutiny radio in San Francisco. Check their their website out, muniradio.fm. Donate. Listen live, donate, see the live shows they have Monday or Friday's perform as well, stand-up comedy. Uh, Carl, next week's movie will happen next week, so we hope to hear from you, hope to join us. <laughs> thanks for the heads uh, up. Yeah, thanks for the heads up. So listen to us on muniradio.fm next Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or just subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye.
2: Michael Siegelman Let's
3: watch
1: Duh like duh, so that's funny, it's duh like French, so it's jokes man. de Carl,
0: follow me now, with Michael Spiegelman. Distinguished guests, welcome to LWAFL MOIT, let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with our distinctie guests, our hosts, Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Merry Christmas, Carl.
1: Merry Christmas, Mike. It's Merry wait, Christmas, Mike, Carl. Why are we saying Merry Christmas?
0: I know it's February 27th, but Merry Christmas. <laughs> okay.
1: Merry Christmas, Merry well, Christmas. Well, welcome, stinky guests, uh, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Thank that, you, Mike, for having me once again.
0: You, you, Carl, you did the theme song. You have an interview coming up. You yeah. researched this movie. Thank mm. you for inviting me onto the show. <laughs> <I
3: appreciate that. laughs> we do this God. show
0: every sunday 2 p.m here on mutinyradio.fm we're streaming right now on mutinyradio.fm as we do every sunday 2 p.m pacific standard time and then specifically uh five o'clock on the east coast time you could also don't have to stream us live uh you can listen to our podcast drops every sunday night uh follow us by our acronym l-w-a-f-l-m-o-y-t y-t stands for youtube uh, we're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, what is the movie this week?
1: Okay, this week we are watching The Funny Farm, 1983. That's what you put in the search engine, The Funny Farm. Don't put in Funny Farm, no. The Funny Farm. Put in 18, 1983. We like the channel Crud Buddy.
0: Right, because we are Crud Buddies ourselves.
1: Yeah, who wouldn't yeah, like
0: Crud who Buddies? Loves if crud you crud name the
1: channel that, we're subscribing.
0: Uh, You you ever see uh, um, Black Sheep with Chris Farley and and David Spade?
1: Uh, Yes, unfortunately, I saw that piece of crud.
0: All right. So remember the scene where uh, this this Opie sprays a fire extinguisher on David Spade? Yeah. Uh, And uh, Chris Farley says, hey, why don't you jump in the pool and and wash off all that white mud? And Mm. David (laughs) David Spade says, oh, I discovered white mud. I'm a millionaire. And probably <laughs> goes, No, no, I said white crud. White crud.
3: <laughs>
0: all right. I thought I'd start off our show with that. I love that all scene. Right. So, all right, crud buddies. In the spirit uh, so, of buddy. so, you know, uh we have a, some instructions for you to do, but we also have a really exciting feature that gives you some time. So well, wait, you're gonna...
3: tell
1: them, tell them the instructions, wait, yeah, right? Oh, you well, got absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we want you to go onto YouTube, search for the funny farm 1983 The, The. as carl said we need to get the the in there you'll find the movie is hosted by crud buddies click the link hit pause move the timer to zero 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 and when we say go hit the play button we'll all hit the play button now we are not going to say go we have a celebrity comedian to do our celebrity comedian countdown carl take it away ladies and gentlemen
1: welcome back to celebrity comedian countdown this time with Donna Lloyd! Welcome, Donna!
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: You started at Scotty's. You took the comedy class there with Chip Ambrosio. You have blossomed to go on to so much more and become a real comedian. But why don't you just tell us about your launch a little bit?
2: Okay. Well, I started at uh, Scotty's Comedy Cove School with Chip Ambrosio. In June of or uh, April of 2017.
1: 2017. And you go for
2: six, 2017, yeah. They go uh, for, I think, six weeks. And at the end of six weeks, you do your, your show for your friends and family that come to see you. And it was a great launching pad. Um, I got a lot of work right away out of the gate from Scotty's
3: mm-hmm.
2: and got to network with uh, some higher level comics.
1: How much in your original routine for that showcase remains today?
2: Um, I'd say a good portion of it. Uh And I just keep, I'd say a good portion of it. um, A lot of it's changed, obviously, and a lot of it I've, you know, swapped out for other things. But I just keep that particular act, and then I'll just layer in and layer in, and then kind of be able to pick and choose when I go to a venue, if I want to do this segment or that segment. Or use those, or just pull them out of the hat as I need them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd say maybe, I'd say maybe sixty percent. Wow.
1: Okay, that's uh, still a pretty healthy chunk, right? I think you got a yeah, good launch there.
2: I like telling <laughs> like my own jokes.
1: <laughs> everybody does, right? I laugh at my own jokes. Yeah. So, um, you are I. You're down South Jersey. Is that fair to say? Do you think of it as South Jersey? central jersey, central, central jersey. Call it central. but even though you're jersey far shore, away central jersey. jersey shore that is where so even though you're far from us up here in the north you still come up here you know i mean you go further than Scotty's, right if you've got a gig oh
2: yeah sure i've been brooklyn and pa new york atlantic city wherever wherever the goods are that's where you gotta go yeah
1: i was gonna mention brooklyn you did the rooftop shows there during the pandemic right
2: they were outside at Le Bray gardens and then we moved indoors with the brooklyn house of comedy mm-hmm. yeah did a lot of outdoor shows during the pandemic i was lucky like that restaurants you know, outdoor venues now
1: i was going to ask how the pandemic affected your comedy you just went over like being outside which was different which was okay in the summer right how else have you been affected you know as a comedian getting out there and doing your thing with this with this covid with this coronavirus crap
2: yeah coronavirus is terrible um well i i you know i think like anybody else i just have the ebbs and flows of the moods that any comedian probably suffers from um i try to uh keep a balance and keep things in perspective you know Comedy is something that brings joy to people. It brings joy to me. Um, obviously, like I had six shows booked this month, and I've already lost four of them.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're
2: experiencing, and everyone is experiencing that on different yeah. levels. Um, but you just have to keep it in perspective. You know, when it get when it's good, it'll be going again, and when it isn't, you just have to do other things like Zoom or get creative. I've done a few Zoom shows i was just going to go there every week
3: yeah
1: yeah i was just going to go there and ask you about what do you think of zoom i mean it's better than nothing but it's not the same right
2: it's not the same it's almost like performing in front of a mirror when you're practicing (laughs) if anyone does that i do Mm -hmm. um but and so it's a little strange because you're not getting the reactions that you would and that rapport with the audience but, yeah. it, you know, if you're getting paid to do 10 minutes and sit in your living room or bedroom, it's not so bad.
3: Yeah. And it is yeah.
2: a cool way to communicate. I'm, I do a weekly podcast every week with a bunch of comics that are all over Chicago and uh, New York and PA. And it's kind of cool that we meet once a week and get our yaya's out.
1: What's it called? What's that podcast called?
2: It's called Logic and Laughs. Uh-huh. It's headed by Tori. Twer- Corey seward i think i i connected you with him on some level he's looking to come down and we'll do some stuff at Scotty's. but they're all comics and they're young and i'm probably the oldest one there uh-huh. <laughs> so there's some generational and cultural things that i don't get or that they don't get which is kind of cool <laughs> but it's a lot of fun it keeps keeps me going anyway
1: what do you bring to the podcast the logic or the laughter Hopefully a little of both. Yeah, yeah.
2: Hopefully a little of both. Yeah. Well, that
1: sounds logical. So <laughs> <laughs> how do people find you out there on the Internet, on social media? I think you've got a YouTube channel.
2: YouTube channel, Donna Lloyd Comedy, on the social media. I'm not on Instagram. Um, I am on TikTok. I think it's called Aunt Donna Knows, although I don't manage those things. Uh-huh. I'm not too tech savvy, so I have people that do those things for me. What about Facebook, though? Yes, I have that. Donna Just Lloyd Donna Lloyd. Comedy. You'll see it. Donna Lloyd comedy. You'll see a picture of George Burns and Jack Benny, my favorite comedians of all that's time. That's
1: right. Yes, you do see that. Yeah, favorite comedians of all time. That's really that's that's uh, those pretty good company there. So, okay, Donna. Everybody at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same second as we do here in the studio. We're all going to press play together. So why don't you go ahead, Donna Lloyd, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown.
2: Okay, thank you. We're going to go with three, two, one, press.
0: Oh, I'm really excited about this movie. You know, yeah. I heard about this movie because Peter uh, Ackroyd is in this, Dan Aykroyd's brother, who was right. a part of, uh, I guess, the fourth season of SNL. And then yeah. he wrote uh, theme songs, songs for his, for Ackroyd's movies.
1: Right. And he was in some of Ackroyd's movies.
0: Uh, might, but you make money off the songs, right? If you write the song to Loose Cannons, every time that plays, they get a little royalty check.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It can be very tiny, but if you're talking about millions it adds up you know he was in the Coneheads. he was in doctor detroit um
3: yeah so that's, did...
1: really it. that's really you know they, they were they weren't um uh they they were good br- buddy brothers friends right. and they co-wrote uh screenplays together um let's see um Nothing but trouble in the early 90s. Peter wrote Ugh. the story. Dan wrote the screenplay. Um, Co created the Canadian sci fi show Sci Factor.
0: Which and... makes sense because Dan Aykroyd is also into like UFOs and yes. psycho bullshit. So they must have had a charming childhood where they, they uh... did
1: uh, 88 episodes of that. And yeah, probably in their childhood, like Dan's going, Look at that, look what, look up at the sky, look at that. He goes, Holy crap. It's yeah. There must have been a
0: bunch they of them. must have been. You know what? Peter was probably uh, saying, hey, you know what would be great? And Dan Aykroyd pulls out a pen. No, Peter, tell me. <laughs> but also, we should mention Peter Aykroyd passed away in November last year. He yeah. even got a um, like a, a memorial a on SNL.
1: Really? He had an untreated hernia. Untreated. And he died just before his uh, 66th birthday, like a couple weeks, uh caused wow. by an untreated abnormal hernia. So I think he probably shouldn't have died. He uh, he probably, you know, was sort of like a mistake.
0: It's a real shame. Uh, I, I kind of, I knew of him through the, through different things, but I have always heard about this movie, The Funny Farm. I had no idea what it was about. I just yeah. knew that Peter Ackroyd was in it. Uh, I saw it listed on FilmRise streaming, and I said, shit, if FilmRise has it, YouTube has it, and God bless, it does. And the movie's about stand-up comedy.
1: Yes, that's right. Now, what we're watching right now is um, a guy named Mark Champlin, And Mark is heading from his home in Cleveland, Ohio, all the way out to L.A. to become a big comedian. And he's, he's not listening-
0: going to New York City?
1: Right. He's going More- to L.A.
0: So, Mark Chaplin is not driving in the early 80s to New York. <laughs> no. Okay. You few. think
1: that would be the destination for. Com- okay. This is our director.
0: Oh, pumping pump gas in the HBO vanity but You wish this movie was on HBO.
1: This is Ron Clark, and he is our director, and he's making his cameo. Nice. And he's yeah. like, Where are you going, L.A., to be a star like Robin Williams? And he goes, Who?
0: How many times will Robin Williams' name uh, will be name checked in this Two times. early? A few times, okay. Two times, yeah. Two times. Ooh, a little cassette. Is this like a uh, willpower?
1: It's like I, he's going to listen to Steve Martin. He's going to listen to George Carlin. He's just yeah. he's he's listening. Uh, you know, this was the time before you could catch any comedian ever. So right. he has the albums, you know. The,
0: the, and uh, hopefully, they paid the comedians to be in this movie. You know, I like uh, Steve Martin. Oh, so this is another Steve Martin movie I never saw. Oh, you
1: mean you mean the comedians were hearing the voices? Yeah, on the
0: uh, cassettes while he drives cross country.
1: Interesting question. Did they... they?
0: They have to. They have to get royalties. I'm sure it's probably. The
1: now here he has arrived in Los Angeles, but in truth, he's in Montreal, Canada.
0: Thank you, Carl, for telling me that up front, so I don't have to. Because we're both Los Angeles natives, and we uh, it infuriates <laughs> us to no end when we can't recognize. Oh, the Comedy Tree! So he he wanted to go to the Comedy Tree, and it's literally closed. It was
3: burnt
1: down. It ha, a fire has occurred, and there is noticia no nos entrada because it's burnt.
0: So, do you think the comic on stage was like the roof? The roof. The roof, the is, roof on. is on fire and we're like hack shut up hack <laughs> no but i'm being serious the roof the roof the roof is on fire we heard it so we don't give a damn ooh juggling
1: yeah so he finds that the the club the tr- comedy tree it's it's gone and so he's sort of wandering around and he's bumping into greg His name is Tony Malsworth in real life. And Greg will let him know about a comedy club called The Funny Farm. That's where it's all happening now.
0: Now, even though we are Los Angeles natives and comedians, we're not going to pretend we know the history of Los Angeles comedy, which I'm sure this movie is mirroring. And mirroring in in, close to near time. This is 83. This isn't Uh like dying to get... What was that? That showtime Jim uh, Carrey TV show? I'm Dying Up Here, which was a, a two-season show about the comedy store.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, so, gosh, I, I I missed that one. I, I did see Crashing on HBO. Uh,
0: but that's a New York comedy scene, right? It's And, this, and it's not reprising the late 70s, early no. 80s.
1: No, you're right, you're right. It's a better analogy, the Jim Carrey one. And the thing is, like, okay, it's a movie, so I forgive it, but it's like He's bumping into exactly the right person who is friendly and helpful.
0: Yeah. And well, but Okay. I believe a comedian coming into Los Angeles on the first night would drive straight to the comedy tree and then harass them, a street performer to find out where another no, set is.
1: Harass is not the right word. It's all very nice and friendly.
0: Oh, hey, there's the wall. Where's my picture, Carl?
1: Yeah, you're not. It's It's prior to your arrival. Now this was a comedian uh her name is Marjorie Gross Ma- Ma- oh, Marjorie Gross Marjorie Gross okay and she really went on to be a writer she wrote for all including Seinfeld she wrote for a lot of things
0: Wait a minute I know was, who you talked she passed away they they credit yeah. her as yeah she like
1: really got ripped off she died of ovarian cancer at the age of 40 Wow. Uh... Yeah, she's really died young, and um, let's see here. She wrote, one of our favorite shows was Get a Life. She wrote five episodes.
0: Oh, how fun. I love that show.
1: Yeah. Uh, she's all over the place here. The Larry Sanders Show and Newhart, and Alf, and she was a writer. She started as a comedian. Now we're meeting Gail, and I guess you're going to want to say she's like the comedy store lady.
0: Mitzi Shore. And that's probably her husband. No, or so somebody. It,
1: okay, the guy she's talking to is the owner of the club, and his name is Harvey. Really, it's a guy named Derek McGrath. You might have known him from uh, Cheers. He was the guy, person who was going to, like, strangle Shelly Long.
0: like. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs>
1: now, listen, did Mitzi Shore have a reputation for sleeping around with the comics?
0: Uh, according to whom? The comics from the early '80s. Well, I mean, I'm just
1: saying, in this movie, that's one of the main things about Gail. She's scared of earthquakes, and she sleeps with the comedian.
0: Okay, so just just for being alive on planet Earth, here's what I know about Missy Shore. Missy Shore opened up the seminal uh, comedy store and redefined comedy. And pretty much everybody in there became superstars. Yeah, uh, came out of comedy, and then she was, you know, she was a club owner. So she well. She owned it with her husband who was a long-standing comedian like Paul mm-hmm. Shore or something like that I forget yeah. not Paul Shore. Pauly Shore is her son right uh, I
1: forget his name but he was a he was a big time comedian who was always at the B level. He opened for all the big guys yeah
0: I think and he opened having for his a son comedy
1: club makes sense for him you know that's the way to get rich and get known if you're not really you know making it. All so, the
0: way. so, so there's this I guess the story story is that he owned it, but Missy was the brains and the power behind it and yeah. uh, ran it. And uh, I know there's a reality show called Minding the Store where Paulie Shore uh, resumes uh, control of the of the comedy store because his mom's ailing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I like how this camera. So Ron Kraft, the director, is like, "Here's your next comic. Here's a picture on the wall." Uh-huh, Ron. Oh, is this this, yeah. this is is this Peter? That's Peter. Peter. What's what's his act?
1: Um, he he's funny. Let me remember what he's. Oh, oh uh, he's kind of um. He
3: okay.
0: See, I gotta say this is very interesting because we've been following Miles or or Mark. Yeah. To literally drives up to L.A. and he walks in the club, and then the camera immediately flies away from him oh look you're not gonna fuck me i'm out of here
1: yeah exactly so he it's basically establishing this is where it's at this is our okay here's howie mandel and i was a fan back in the day
0: me too i had his album it's like a glove yeah me too yeah Yeah. (laughs) he was (laughs) a prop comic album
1: yeah he's a prop comic and he's gonna do a few props here But what the director's doing is letting us know this is the setting for the uh, uh, movie, and the reason is it's where the comedy is happening. Now, this isn't an open mic. It is like in front of real people, but it so feels like an open mic. Yeah. Yeah. And all the comedians know each other. Like half the audience is comedians. Now – it was weird when Gail said give her the light to um to Marjorie. Yeah. They flickered a light that the whole audience could see them flickering a light. You
0: I know the light. I've been to clubs tough. like that. There's some oh, clubs yeah? that well, there was a club called Docs Lab in San Francisco, and unfortunately it closed, but they built it from the ground up. And uh-huh. one of the things they did was they had a light on the wall, like kind of like a submarine light with that kind of like metal around it. And yeah. it was very clear. And if you're in the audience, you could pick up what it is. So this uh, is not Los Angeles. This is not Los Angeles. This is not Hollywood or Sunset it, or uh, Melrose. Right. In
1: the movie, it's Los Angeles and it's the Funny Farm, the you know the Happening Club. In reality, yeah, this is Montreal, Quebec, wow. Canada. Well,
0: which yeah. is crazy. Well, a lot of I guess Peter Ackroyd was Canadian.
1: And so uh, is Howie Mandel. Howie and so Mandel. With, uh, Marjorie. Th- these are com- uh, these are Canadian comedians.
0: Okay, look, I gotta go uh, uh, network, Carl. I'll be right back. Hey, great okay. set, buddy. You were great. great hey, Sam. can I get a smoke? Hey, you guys smoking pot? You guys smoking pot? Can I join? This,
1: this guy, this is Sammy, and he's selling jokes. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, as one does.
1: <laughs> right, he's got a special tonight. One joint, one joint. He'll give you a. He'll give you a joke. Yeah,
0: that's a that's a good deal, because yeah, I would milk that Sammy. joke to death.
1: In the plot, Sammy is the son of the very famous comedian, uh, Philly Beekman, and they'll go visit Philly, and the director tries to show us the contrast between the established comedians, who are like uh, Milton Berle types,
0: the Vegas and the guys. new comedians. Today. The young yes. comedians, right? Isn't that the yes. HBO term? Yeah. young the comedian young special. TV. Oh, is he? So I know this guy. This is the Pinky in the Brain guy.
1: Yeah, that's right. He's all about doing impressions, and that's what he does throughout the entire film. Yeah. And he does impressions when he's not on stage, which kind of bugs me. Like, we don't get together as comedians and do our acts off stage, you know?
0: I know, um, Carl. Don't you hate it when a comic is doing their act? You're like, hey, what's up with the world today? And they're all like... <laughs> I got, I haven't got to the tag yet.
1: So his name is Maurice LaMarche. And yes, he was a Canadian voice actor from Toronto. Yeah, Pinky and the Brain. And he was the brain. Um, he's
0: a lot of stuff. I mean, I even I recognized him. That's like how much shit voice talent work he's done. I actually recognized him when he popped on screen.
1: Uh huh. You recognized his face.
0: Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's well, I could, I recognize Tara uh, Strong. I recognize Frank Walker. Mm-hmm. Oh, Trunkey pissed in his pants. Yeah, and
1: he goes, well, now that's funny. Uh-huh. So he would go on to be in Zootopia. He was Mr. Freeze from Batman. He was wow. in Yosemite Sam from Looney Tunes, a, a more modern one.
0: Yeah, when, no, he's oh, the king my, of it.
1: When my kids were young, they used to watch the grim adventures of Billy and Mandy. And it turns out he was in that too. So his name's huh. Dickie in the movie.
0: Alright, so fair enough. There's there's his impersonation, uh 80 stuff. Hello, I'm Carl Sagan. Billions and billions.
1: Yeah, you're hey. right. He's doing Jimmy Carter. He's doing uh you're right, he's doing contemporary.
0: Can I can I do my Ronald Reagan? Yes, go ahead. All right. Ronald Reagan, where's your uh where do you get your drinking water? Well,
1: <laughs> very funny. Damn, now. Nah, p-
0: p- well... Grand Slam. Well.
1: Now sometimes I'm wondering why do they have fake names? I mean, like uh, for instance, Mark Champlin in our film, his real name is Miles Chapin. Why not oh. just make him Miles Chapin in the film?
0: You know what? It's a fictitious film, and they decide to kind of divvy up. I'm trying to think if I've seen like there's a lot of comedy. How many comedy movies have you appeared in? Where someone shows up with a camera making a, either a documentary or like a, an expose? Uh, I was
1: about to say zero, but I guess one. At the Wawa Social Club, this guy, is making a documentary, and he just filmed every night. So I was only on one time. It was an open mic, so it was all new jokes. But luckily, luckily, I hit. So maybe I'll be in this documentary I'll Uh, probably never even know when it comes out. It's going to be nothing, you
0: know? Yeah, it's going to be nothing. I did one. I was at a uh, comedy competition, which I don't even – it's a show. At the end of the night, it's a show. It has nothing Mm -hmm. to do with with the competition. And some guy was, like, unannounced recording it. So I'm listening on IMDb for his little magic special documentary. Uh, I was on public radio, a documentary on comedy, and I told one new joke that I didn't like, and that was the joke they kept. Oh, great. Thanks. And then – Uh, What else? Oh gosh. Oh, and then a friend did like an expose, like a fictitious thing in a comedy club, which we taped. I'm in a couple of those. I'm actually in a documentary called The Comedy Club about Cobb's Comedy Club. I think it's where Tom Sawyer's wife yells at me for not cleaning a table properly for a space they never used, which I knew at the day of. Uh, But who knows? Uh, I heard it was an unwatchable documentary, but it's finally released and they're using it as a benefit uh, recently for Will Durst. Uh, which is terrific. He's a great comic, and anything to help him out at this time is terrific. So I like the documentary now. Did you get an
1: IMD credit, IMDB credit? No,
0: I didn't. You know, I signed a piece of paper, or I didn't sign a piece of paper. I only heard about the movie about eight years ago, where uh, I had a weekly Facebook page for a weekly show event I had, and uh, the guy who did the movie started posting on my site, but I had, Mm -hmm. you know, I had to be approved, and I kept declining it
1: we've met now the love interest. So what's happened is he knocked over the waitress's tray and it was a big thing. And Gail said, you're a twerp. And you know, it was like a negative, but the positive out of it is he's now meeting his love interest and she's taking him to where the comics hang out after.
0: So this is a waitress at a comedy club. He's dating the waitress immediately.
1: Yes. Immediately. And she is an actress. Now, you know, once again, like, I forgive it because it's a movie and they got to move it along.
0: Right. Um, and, com- and comics and waitresses do date.
1: I suppose, wait Waitstaff, yes. I should
0: say. wait staff and com- comedians.
1: But so now he's, like, not being funny. but like, we're supposed to think it's funny. Like, he pulled out a... Uh, Polaroid. Right. It was really a napkin. He, he pulled it out of the... You know, and he's saying, Shake this. If it doesn't develop, take two aspirin and call me in the morning, something like that.
0: Uh, yeah, try too hard, man. But yeah, also you don't, you don't you
1: know she's um she's really all about soap operas. Uh she's not a comedian at all. That's not why she's in this film. Her name is Tracy Bregman, and she was on Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. That's her claim to fame, wow. really. This is something she just did.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean if you could deal with soap operas, you could deal with comedians. Look at their all guess, assholes. Yes. Yeah. Is this supposed to be canters?
1: This is like we're seeing that they're crazy. See, he's doing his impressions. doing Pete
0: right. I could tell by the eye.
1: So that's the thing, like uh it's just not true that off stage comedians are crazy and kooky. Look, he goes, Don't try the toast salad. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> it
0: so, is. His his search hair.
1: me, but it's okay. It's a movie.
0: Yeah, but you know what? Usually, comedians are just terrible to be with, especially the the popular ones. Like if you know, you first you know, go to the scene and there's say, a table.
1: I gotta say that like comedians are just people, and there's a million of them, and, and they're uh, all ranted,
0: different. Ranted.
1: If you listen to comedian countdown. I mean, I, I I hit fifty comedians last year for you guys. Now look, like. People say, you got to be suicidal if you want to be a comedian. Comedians are just crazy. Okay, it's true. A lot of them are like that. A lot of them are antisocial and stuff. But it's just not true that that is the comedian. There's just too many.
0: No, that's true. But, I, I mean, I've seen, like, just claim, you know, part of it is that there's a vulnerability on stage. So, when you perform, you're, you're basically exposing yourself. And uh-huh. yep. some comedians build a way to deal with it by being, you know, it's a sole proprietorship business. You yes. don't have to be friends with anyone. And in fact, you don't even have to be polite to anybody, uh, because you, it's all about the performing and, and, and working. And so, you know, I, sometimes because you're so vulnerable on stage, I feel comedians are assholes. It's the people who quit comedy are still assholes. And then they become assholes. And there's like no <laughs> excuse. Like, if you're a former comedian and you're still being an asshole and taking stuff and <laughs> bad-mouthing people, it's just like, maybe it's you, you know? Yeah.
1: This is his uh, house. This is where he lives at Starlight Motel. She will way too quickly ask him to move in <sighs> with her and become Ooh. in a relationship.
0: Uh, wow, they're kissing.
1: Yeah, they. Yeah, he's this whole movie. He moves fast. He goes through everything so fast.
0: So it, this is like January first. This is like a a a year of this guy's life.
1: Well, it's he just arrived. He just arrived in town. He learned about the funny farm. He went there, and now he's kissing girls.
0: Yeah, and now he's at the new talent audition. Oh, look at this—the open mic. Like, oh, and look at all the crazy costume people. There's always okay, crazy. So-
1: What happens here is you and I know um, that comedy doesn't really have an audition night in which you go up and see who's, you know, like, we're looking for new talent. No, rather, on a weird night like a Wednesday when the bar's not going to make money, they hold an open mic, and it's really just, I wouldn't say a ploy, it's, I'll use the word, though. It's a ploy to get people into the bar so they can make some money on a on a weird night. You sure. Know? And listen, that's when uh, you might get... I mean, I did that at Scotty's, and I got a job there as like a maitre d' kind of thing, and that meant that I could host every now and again. So in a sense, it hugs reality, but it really wasn't a audition, you know? It was just...
3: Well, you Don't know, like, I, that's what I do, they're doing here. They,
1: people are lining up like I'm going to be the next star. It's not. It's it's not really the world of comedy.
0: But I do know, like you know, if they're doing three different shows, or like if it's Los Angeles, if it's Los Angeles, they might have a six thirty show, and an eight o'clock show, and a midnight show, and a ten p.m. show. All right, let me those... talk
1: about that then. Right. What yeah. really happens in the comedy world, and I think you'll back me up on this, is that you have at a comedy club a host. A feature who does like 30 minutes, and then the headliner does like an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. That's really the formula, uh, whatever club you go to. This this club on their Saturday nights, like they have 20 comedians, and they all get up there, and they don't do a set amount of time. They just go until Gail says, that's it, give them the light.
0: That's ridiculous. Oh, are these examples of the open micers, the, the, youth two, the, the housewife and then the kid?
1: Yes. And they're is not it? open micers. They're going they're they think they're at an audition. They're on an they're going to audition night.
0: But I know that, you know, some some clubs here in Los Angeles, they do have technically an audition night. I mean it's a showcase, uh-huh. but basically, you know, you meet the people and they say, Okay, come perform on on Tuesday. At the is 6:30. it a bringer? No, but you know, they have other shows that night even for Tuesday. So So uh, maybe it
1: is there maybe there is some reality to
0: that. yeah. All I feel the night. Hey, it's all Grumman's or mans. The mans or Grumman's Chinese theater.
1: Uh, I don't know. Even though I live, okay. Here we have Steve Allen.
0: Oh, and Bel Air. Does he know he's in the movie? Uh, Probably.
1: Now, one of the first things Ron Clark ever did this director – listen, he's only directed two things. He's not a director. He's a writer. Okay. Like one of his very first gigs ever in 1967 was the Steve comedy – Steve Allen Comedy Hour. So he wrote eight episodes of that.
0: Oh, so he got his buddy in there.
1: Yeah, so I guess that's how he knows. Listen, let me talk about this director as a writer for a minute. Sure. He wrote the screenplay. Look, maybe he was one of a group. I don't know. But The Revenge of the Pink Panther, um, High Anxiety in 1977, Silent Movie in 76.
0: It's good. Three good movies. Revenge is okay. I think that's the one with the parrot.
1: Yes. That's one with a – that's a true Pink Panther movie, not a bullshit let's make some money movie.
0: <laughs> like The Curse of the Pink Panther. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think Clouseau is in an outtake coming up next. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, here, he was also a writer for Pat Paulson for President, Um, two Smother Brothers comedy shows in the 60s. Danny Kay TV show was his second one. He started Jackie Gleason. Uh, So this guy has been a serious writer. Uh, Paul Lynn show, Rich Little Show, uh, Jackie Mason, The World According to Me. Uh, Oh, wow. he's He's all over the place as a writer.
0: Well, that Jackie Mason show was big back then.
1: Uh Let's see. I think it was the year. Okay,
0: uh, like eighty-six, maybe. Yeah. Oh, he's going.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, he's going up. Hey, man, good set. Good set. Don't choke. So he's I can't gonna believe go up and
1: he's only gonna do like three minutes. And Is gonna, Gale's gonna say, "Gail's." And he, did you see, he he had this traditional. Um,
0: Day player. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh. <So, laughs> So he, it wasn't his smartphone.
0: Wait, so did he, he just he, get heckled by a comic?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he got heckled by a comic. All right. He's going to do essentially three minutes, and he's going to have one giggle at the end. But Gail's going to say, that was good. That was really good. You can work here. Parking cars.
0: Ooh, like Sam Kinison watching The Door.
1: He's going to be a valet.
0: Oh, wow. So that must have been a really bad set. Hey, it's really great to be here. I wonder if he's doing my—if he's eating it, he's probably doing my act. Hey, guys, have you ever tried? I'm sorry, I got here so late. I feel really sick. I uh, had the green bread. You Guys, know the green bread on top of the refrigerator? (laughs) I mean, it was fine when I moved in. The green
3: bread. I thought
1: it was healthy. I thought it was vegetable.
0: Yeah, I thought it was vegetables. I thought it was plant based.
1: It was a growth.
0: So he's eating it huh look at that we hate you now
1: well he's not really it he's just they, they like
0: him. they like him. You no know, the right. comics are yo hey uh i have a joke for you what do you call a comedian who heckles not a comedian <clears throat> there i said my piece carl
1: sorry i just got myself a seltzer what do you call a comedian who heckles
0: are oh, you killing me uh not another a comedian. comedian another comedian yeah. not not a comedian oh okay yeah no you're a heckler you're not a comedian yeah when you heckle a comedian you're you're not a comedian in my eyes
1: so the the main heckler at scotty's right he's like one of those insult comedians
0: oh he left his he left his thing on stage
1: <laughs> oh did he
0: yeah he left his. sit the comic the host called him out he said you left your uh, tape recorder
1: oh that's funny How could I have missed that? I saw this film like four times.
0: You didn't have that sinking feeling? I had that feeling in my stomach. That's why (laughs) I recognized it. Oh, I left my phone? Shit.
3: Shit. Shit.
0: I really wanted to listen to that set I ate anyway. Thank you.
1: Once at the Broadway Comedy Club, somebody left their drink up there, and I made a whole big thing out of it.
0: Oh, do you ever like pick up someone's book if they leave their notebook?
1: Uh, there's a lost and found at Scotty's and there are some comedians. Uh, okay. Here's the guy who's on cheers trying to strangle Shelly Long. Um, oh,
0: okay. So this is Mr. Shore.
1: He, I guess he's just in this film, he's not related to her. He's just the owner and he's up there and he's like doing some very bad joke, like a frog in a blender kind of joke. I think you, uh, saw this film. And so someone goes, there's an, there's, please an important announcement, an important announcement. He goes, oh, excuse me, there's an important announcement. And he goes, get off the stage. Hey, that's not funny.
0: These it's, are the comics pissing on the owner? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that kind of item music. They
1: piss on Gail and they piss on the owner.
0: Yeah no, that's not cool. Oh, yeah, here's the message. Oh, oh there's
1: an important message.
0: Oh. oh, it's Mike Spiegelman's set. Just all right, I'm going to open there. with the green, I'm not opening with the green bread Spiegelman, you got to rewrite the list. I'll close with green bread.
1: Mike, do you care when you go up? Okay. You're first.
0: <laughs> no, of course not. I'm a, you're first
1: Important meeting.
0: Oh, I don't, I didn't really want to go. You're not yeah, really first. You're pain. you're second. You're not really going first, Carl. You're second. You see, cause I'm the
1: host and I'll do a few minutes.
0: Yeah, and then you'll be the second comedian, and then yeah, the third prof- right. the third comedian will be me because I'm going to go up again, and then the fourth comedian will be the second comedian, and then the fifth comedian will be me again, and then the sixth comedian will be the third comedian. It's easy as pie. You're not first. Uh-huh.
1: Go. <laughs> Don't you hate when when hosts do like five full minutes in between people? I hate that.
0: Yeah, I do, and I I'm looking at you. <laughs> I hope every comic went cold when I said that. oh is that her casting couch there you go
1: yes this is her casting couch but that's not what she's going to do she's basically tricking this guy into becoming a valet parking attendant
0: no i i did see this but i i'm just going to say this once carl and uh pretend i never saw it ella burson is really acting in this movie this is a terrific performance she's a real lived-in human being Yep. Uh, and you can see her as the brains of, and and the disrespect she gets and yeah. how it feels on her. And it's like a real lived-in performance. I was just stunned by it. So anyway, just getting back, we'll get back to our little Miles and our Howie and our, our other comedian friends acting. But it, it's a real difference to have an actor in this movie.
1: An actress, yes. Now, I'm going to talk about her, but I have to interrupt myself because this guy is like the only real comedian – who goes to the funny farm, apparently. And he's really good, and everyone uh, really loves him. Um, In the film, he's called...
0: He has bongos, Carl, is the name Andy Kaufman? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, he is a crazy person, and we'll find that out as the film goes along. Here it is, it's Bruce Nutter! His real name is Mike McDonald, and he did have a career. In real life, he was bipolar. there's some club singer named Johnny Vegas who's famous. He's the older brother of him. but um, he is good in this. Yes, he's got his bongos.
0: Yeah, he's, and he's taking pictures, and he's I think creepy with women.
1: Why do you? Anytime there's a something sexual, you have to make it creepy.
0: You well, know, is he on stage? Is he in know, control? Mike,
1: are you a born again Christian? And yes, I am. Creepy. Look, did, did these girls look like they're creeped out? I think they want to be up there with him,
0: right? All right. Is he gonna ask them to, to take their clothes off?
1: What if he did, Mike? Why would that be creepy? Because uh, he he's taking school? fun. All
0: right, I get it. It's funny. All right, again, I saw Howard Stern live like 40 years ago. Who am I to Mark, say?
1: There are there are advances. Mark. There are. Oh, excuse me, Mike. Mike, there are sexual advances that are unwanted, and those are creepy. Every sexual advance in the world is not unwanted. Every sex thing in the world is not. And another thing is children. If there's ever any children on the screen, you go, oh, my God. Like, what? you want to fuck children, Mike? He whiz.
0: Wait, are there children in this movie? No. Then no, of course not.
1: No, but we saw Bugsy (laughs) Malone, and you were like, this is sick. What's (laughs) sick? It's a little inappropriate. It is not inappropriate.
0: Bugsy Willow is a little inappropriate.
1: It, uh, because uh, Jodie Foster was being sexy or something. She was. Hey,
0: protect- when was the last time you, you were in a club and they had a copy of Variety in the office?
1: <laughs> well, it's 1983.
0: All right. Well, yeah, you're right, because this is the powerhouse. Listen, I'm eating my cake and having it too. I'm saying this movie is sexist while I'm looking at this woman. So there we go. <laughs>
1: Now, this is uh, – that's what he's saying. He's the only real comedian we've got. And uh, I kind of don't know what that means because it's supposed to be a comedy club, and those guys are all the chosen performers, Peter oh, Ackroyd. This, 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 af-
0: this is Andy Kaufman. He's telling the audience to come out, and I'll do a new performance. Kaufman did that.
1: Well, you know what's funny? steve martin did that that was oh interesting martin's first when steve martin first had his routine he would go to san francisco he would go to he he would uh take the people outside now he had to learn to only do it after they dropped checks and got their money you know right this was a steve martin move he discovered it by mistake one day i read from his book um He was saying, okay, that's it, show's over, and everyone thought he was being funny. He goes, no, seriously, show's over, I'm going outside now. And everyone started to follow him, and he was out by some, like, abandoned pool, and he walked down into it, and they all stood around the pool as he kept going. So he, by that weird night, he made it into a thing. He, He would take everyone out into the street, and then he would leave.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. I always thought yeah, all right. Well, yeah, I had to
1: I, find like a YouTube clip of it or something. I never could.
0: Oh man, that would be so much fun to watch old old Steve Martin videos.
1: Yeah, because the old Steve Martin videos we see are after his Saturday Night Live and albums, you know. We see his polished uh I've never seen a Steve Martin uh unfamous open mic kind of thing.
0: Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you have the comedy albums, which he performed uh, in San Francisco for the first album.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then on
0: Red Rocks, right, Was Side B, wasn't it?
1: No. I don't remember. I remember, excuse me, that was all in San Francisco.
0: Right. It was like the works. God, it was uh, like the Fisherman's, War, not the Fisherman's Wharf, but it was like some weird uh, name. Yeah, he'd, the one I remember my first beer. That was San Francisco.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. There, Steve Martin had a heckler in the audience, and he didn't pay him any mind. He just said, "Yeah,
0: I remember my first beer." Which is like he nailed that one. Like yeah, he can't. You said that.
1: Of course, it made it onto the album. That's why he, he Yeah, I know. Sometimes, like, like, um, I I thought to myself, "Okay, I'll say alcohol lowers your inhibitions or something like that." But I never had the chance. There's a joke in this one when it feels so bad. Howie Mandel goes like. Um, I was trying to catch a plane, but they go like 600 miles per hour. I want to steal that joke.
0: What's the we Explain the joke. I was. Well, trying I, to would catch.
1: Say like, I would say like, oh, man, I have a hard time catching planes. Anybody else here? I always have a hard time catching planes. I mean, they go like 400 miles per hour.
0: Yeah, but when you say catch, then we know what the joke is.
1: No, well, catch a plane, you know. Catch, it's,
0: yeah. It's yeah, a right. good redirect. It's good well because it's the phrase that's what's funny there
1: so he's woken his girlfriend up at three in the morning and he's like i have a persona now i am a wasp nobody else is the comedian you've got the lesbian so, comedian the hispanic comedian you've got the you know but nobody's a wasp comedian
0: if i may so so comedians have to pander to white audiences so they won't so they can immediately be liked and, and do their time in peace so it's like, oh, I see a uh, Mexicani or whatever they say in this movie. Yeah, and he's like, he watches that. And he goes, "Shit, I'll just say I'm white. I'll do the same ethnic humor, but I'll say I'm white." Uh-huh. Well, and you then-
1: know, you're right about that, and I really didn't appreciate it in this film. Film the the guy. His name is Dino in real in the real world. Let me see if I can find it. Lou, Lou Dino as Miguel. He was only in three things, but you're right about that. He got up there and he did. Uh, he did stereotypes about Latino people that white people would appreciate.
0: Yeah, uh, the he, fry cook.
1: Right, and he did his horrible accent and stuff. And then when the black comedian goes up, he goes, "Can y'all see me, or should I smile?"
0: I uh-huh. just,
1: it's just so like pan. Um, what's the word? It's like.
0: Uh, it's a bunch of things. It's, it is pandering. Uh, it is,
1: it's, uh, it's, uh, it's pandering kind of rendering to like the worst enough, yeah. you know, it's you're black. So you gotta make it about being black, but he made it about like how a dummy white person would make a black joke. Like, I don't know. I didn't... Oh my God.
0: These comedians have day jobs. How strange. Yeah.
1: Now this yeah. is the pinky in the brain and it's his day job and they showed up to fuck with him.
0: Oh, and Howie Mandel has his handbag. Yep.
1: It's yes, bag.
0: His handbag. Yeah. I, I, I getting back to like the, it is kind of pandering and also like the material is aimed for white clubs, you know, and, and if you're going on the road and stuff like that, if you're a road comedian or a little warrior, you're going to have to play that way to, to, to connect to any crowd, you know, but.
1: I guess. Yes.
0: But also like there's other clubs, you know, like if I pander as a Jew and then I do a Jewish room. Am I going to do the same bits? Probably. Where I have to explain no. Jewish stuff. Right. So it seems weird that this guy is like he sees that that formula is in place because that's the only way. Oh, fern bar. How fucking Los Angeles in the 80s. Uh, yeah,
1: and he's complaining about LA right now.
0: Well, you're you are in a fern bar. Drinking Perrier.
1: He's just like the perfect girlfriend. It's a movie, you know.
0: Oh, yeah, cuz I mean I don't know if waitresses, staff likes getting hit by comedians and then if they, you know, if they do come across, you know, and they meet someone at work and they, they date, sometimes it doesn't last or sometimes it's really ugly.
1: There was a, a ridiculous thing they said in here as if like, you know, like band members have roadies, you know, there are comics who are, there are women who just love to date comics. It's
0: not That's true. not true. That's it's not true. That's not true you know i,
1: said, I know it, we're the only we are the only like up on a, like you're an athlete or you're a musician or you're an actor we're the only get on the stage and perform thing that does not attract women at
3: all
0: no yeah no it, there's no gro- uh groupies Nope. uh nope right. you know no. it's weird I, one aside i would say is that uh, I, uh los angeles like porn st- actors i guess in the 80s uh i learned this from the true hollywood story for the kid who got his tongue stuck on the pole and, and mm-hmm. christmas story mm-hmm. scotty smith who got into pornography but they would always go he met a lot of people at like the comedy store because he's uh, they would go be audience members of the comedy clubs
1: look at the cops right behind him
0: oh they fucked up Oh, well, no. That... What
1: they're doing is a pretend insurance scam, in which they're claiming they're hurt and they got hit, and then when it turns out to be cops, they like, they bail. They say, "Oh, I feel better now," and I don't know. It's not fun.
0: Oh, so they they thought it was like a civilian car behind them, and they were yeah, and then them. it
1: was a cop. Yeah.
0: But they got a comedy show. The show's still going on. Well, no,
1: they're all not there yet, and. Gale is freaking out because none of them. So he goes, what about this one? What about that one? All right, put this one up. And then, so they, that's how they're giving, um, uh, Mark Camplin a
0: shot.
2: They're ah, to... the, the
0: yeah. classic. That's a classic, you know? Oh shit. There, no one's here. And that fucking comic Spiegelman's is still at the fucking bar every night. Right. Get him Let's
1: on. Give Spiegelman a shot.
0: You know, the he... last time that happened, I could see the club owner, uh, like shaking because there was a possibility that she might have asked me, like she was trying to look for everyone but me. And I was like, well, I didn't really sweat it. Cause I had a show that night, you know, uh-huh. I felt insulted, but it wasn't like I was, I didn't really, of course I would have dropped everything and done it, but yeah, it wasn't like I, I was getting a set that night. That's what I was thinking back then when I was that young. Right. But yeah, it was a little, you know, you gotta have a thick skin sometimes.
1: And so now they're like, Oh, we feel better.
0: Oh, cause an ambulance showed up
1: something like that it's not funny and it doesn't make sense in the real world and
0: oh there's old colorado avenue in the heart of santa monica
1: yeah oh uh by the way they they got signs they made signs and put them up This, this big shot it's your big chance
0: right oh i see he can't believe it now, you know it looks like valet tickets, but I'm sure it's a set. Like every time you go into a big club, I always like I would always have my set list like prepared just in case.
1: <laughs> I me too. I I have a set list in my wallet, and it just sits there for the day. It's like, Miss, Mr. Kevin Hart is sick. Can you?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listen, you got listen. Peter Aykroyd, Dan, Howie Mandel, uh, Maurice Le, oh, Le Lebrun.
1: I'm sorry. This is this guy is is Native American and he's doing exactly what you're talking about.
0: He
3: makes
1: smoke signals jokes. Uh, he's saying if we didn't smoke we made up the peace pipe and if we didn't smoke so much shit we would still own this country. It's it's I yeah. I feel bad for him. I'm insulted by the world that it has to be like this.
0: But I also feel like Mark Chapman to so this guy who can like if it's a white crowd that everyone's been pandering so they can get if he's on the same white but like they're all and he does this like he does the same routines that everyone else is doing like he steals like the only reason they're doing that material is that they can't just be themselves they have to kind right. of,
1: they so can't he, be themselves
0: so he 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 says oh you know what I'll just do it but I'll do it a white style you know and then uh it's it,
1: creative it, though
0: it is well you know the whole like wasp Humor in the 80s was Martin Mall, you know, the history of yeah. white people and yeah. mayonnaise jokes and stuff like that. And they're funny. I mean, there was a good mayonnaise joke in uh, The Jerk. They made a sandwich with mayonnaise.
1: I, I, I thought I was I that whole film. I don't remember.
0: Uh... Didn't, like, his family made him a sandwich that had, like, mayonnaise on it? They don't. made him some kind of sandwich. I don't know if mayonnaise was on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking over this guy's set. Oh, there he oh, is.
1: Put on the bo- Let's hear him. Let's All
0: right. Him. Here we go. Studio sound.
3: No, it's not. Coming from a
2: family
0: wouldn't approve of me living with girl, marriage. Do you think this is really Miles' act? His real act?
1: No, I don't. What's interesting about know, this guy is he was a descendant of Steinway and
0: sons. Oh, the Steinway pianos?
1: Right. And in addition to his acting career, he worked as a sales consultant for Steinway and & Sons and he pretty much hung up acting and comedy and that's what he does now he oh. is a top executive at Steinway and he sells pianos he he Love wrote nonfiction books one of them was called 88 keys you know
0: oh great oh is he talking about a laptop
1: no he's talking about the piano.
0: <laughs> oh he's talking about the locksmith down the street you know he had now, this guy 80.
1: did have a Two things, three things that were interesting. He was the, a character named Carter in Howard the Duck.
0: Okay, um, all right.
1: He was in Hair in 1979 as Steve Ooh. Wright, one of the. So he TV was a guys. singer. Yeah, and he was in The People versus Larry Flint, and he as Miles, that is his real name, in '96.
0: So that's the same director, Miles Foreman?
1: No, Miles Champ no, no, but,
0: is... but the, the People versus Larry Flint and Hare is the same director. Music. Oh,
1: gotcha, gotcha.
0: Yeah, and, uh, a famous director, too. Uh, his I, name
1: I, in Hair was Steve Wright, and it makes me think of Stephen Wright.
0: Oh, right. Well, you know, I know his face from The Fun House. I've, okay. I've seen The Fun House, and I know him from that movie. No, he so. was
1: Richie in that movie in 81. Have you I seen that? Mention, no, but I saw – we saw some horror – We saw some film, maybe it was that um, uh, performance and one of the guys like maybe the camera person was associated with the funhouse so I learned all about it.
0: I saw it on TCM Underground. It's Toby Hooper, the guy who did uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, that's what
1: it was. We saw Eggshells.
0: Yeah, right. We saw his film before Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, Toby, well, One of his subsequent films in the early 80s, it's like a bunch of young teens that look exactly like him and they go to like a, a county fair and they have like these, you know, a fun house. Uh, but there's like a, a, like a monster who slaughters them.
1: Right. And yeah, it, it's a film of note, like it was well done. I haven't it's
0: seen really well it, done.
1: People people talk about it. So he was in that, he was in a bunch of stuff, but those are the things you'd know.
0: Excuse and me, uh, I got some great coupon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, 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 what a wasp! What a
3: wasp! He's got
1: his—he's
0: got his white guy prop, like his—he's got his ethnic prop. He's stealing ethnic humor and making yeah. it white. He's gentrifying it. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so well, they spent uh, like under, under four million, just under four million dollars to make this thing. Now that's Canadian dollars, and this was backed by the Canadian Film Development Corporation. Uh, this was. This, this was theatrically re- re- released, and it did okay. The the internet doesn't – there's not even a Wikipedia page for this film. The internet forgot about this film.
0: Yeah. You know, I used to – before the internet, I had, like, Video Hound, and I, ha- and I would I would see actors. They would list the actors in the back, and Peter Ackroyd would be listed. And I'd be like, I want to see Dan Ackroyd's yeah. brother's movie, and right. I could never find this movie, you know. So I'm really glad. I mean the, the premise of our podcast is that we can finally watch movies that we've only heard about, you know. Yeah that we didn't have access to and now we have instant You access. would read a
1: you would read a fanzine. You yeah. would I and would be in the back of the you know, but you would have to go down to the Zig field in New York you know on have, Tuesday at eight PM.
0: Worse, I would have to go to Kim's video in New York and deal with those, right? I've never been there. My brother said they're all assholes back in the eighties like that was the hip video store but yeah, you know, in in the 90s there was leather tongue and there was a uh, uh place down on the lower hate and they had like snooty uh you know uh video clerks and i, I worked in a video store in montclair so you know I, i'm part now, of that melu but uh
1: which the, one was it the one in watchung plaza uh
0: i think it was on bloomfield
1: bloomfield avenue okay
0: yeah. i'm trying by to think if it was what's that
1: by what what
0: was it, it there? I, I, Cla- I think the it, claridge? He, uh, it used to be, it might have been the by the Wellmont? No, not down by the Wellmont, more by the Claridge, I guess. Okay. okay. Yeah, like kind of crisscross, you know, on, on Fullerton and like, I, I think it was I Bloomfield. I can't
1: remember. I know that you were there and I even visited. It might have time.
0: been, maybe it was not Watchung Plaza. No, Watchung Plaza I would remember. Yes, yeah. That, I, yeah, I kind of trashed a job. I, I was, like, so hung up with my co- college girlfriend that I couldn't work the summer, and I just lost that job. But uh, it was fun. You know, I okay, met a lot. Now,
1: they are, seeing, um, they are seeing the only real comedian.
0: Andy uh, Kaufman, the bongo guy. Yeah.
1: And they're like, w- let's find out. See, he doesn't talk to anybody. He considers himself – he's, like, kind of snobby, like, I'm a real comedian, and you guys are open micers, even though it's not called that. Um, and so they're following him. They're following his bus. Now, his bus is going to the dirt, dirt poor part of town. I don't know. What does that mean? Compton? I don't know. But
0: and this, um, You say this in Montreal, so I don't have to beat myself in the head because I don't recognize <laughs> the bus line or right. the uh, where it parks. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't, God damn! Bruce
1: Nutter—that's his name. Bruce Nutter in the film. Nutter. That name's a little contrived. So they're following him to see where he lives, and then they're gonna fuck with him.
0: Looks like he lives in the Mexican part of town. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, is that real graffiti, or did they spray it up for the movie?
1: Yeah, good question. Uh, And also, tell me.
0: But if this is a real house, that's kind of sucky for them to do that. Is this an abandoned building? Is this a movie no,
1: lot? No, this is, this is a poor apartment building,
0: apparently.
1: Yeah, and but was, when they
0: when they shot The Funny Farm, was it a real building?
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. The internet, uh, there was an IMDb entry which almost didn't say anything about the film. So, uh, you know... I usually get my main information from Wikipedia, fill in the blanks with that trivia section from IMDb, and then begin scouring the internet for the real interesting stuff. There was none of that with this film. I found out all about the actors. I found out all about how it's Canadian.
0: Okay. But it's killing me. There must be like so many comedians from Los Angeles who's been around for 40 years. They talk about it. They do podcasts. They do live streams. You can mm-hmm. hear their history. So I'm just surprised no one's really discovered this or talked about this. He's got a because gun. because
1: it was com- uh, Canada?
0: Yeah. Well, I don't remember seeing it in 83. I remember E.T.
1: <laughs> now, he goes, you can't, you punks invade my privacy. You get, you get out of here. And yeah. he's going to get really upset. Oh, really. no, no.
0: I take it back. Look, they did, they did some work on this movie. The director had these people on cue.
1: Will you shut up?
0: Okay, I <laughs> want you to stand in gun. this lady's apartment, and then when I say, when I call you, pick up the, pretend you hear them outside. Oh, look at this. He's already, he made it off that one set?
1: Yeah, he is now, since he's wall. been invited up there to perform, he's going to be... You know, he's one of the regular comedians now at the Funny Farm. Things are moving quick for this guy because it's really a movie. Quick. But
0: uh this is all within the year. He moved in.
1: Now he's on the phone with the TV studio, going, "Did you make a decision about my pilot yet?"
0: Now was this because of that set he did it was so well? There was there was someone in the yeah, audience, right? There was that
1: there right. There was a talent scout, and they they he's auditioned now for a pilot this just isn't the way the world works as a guy who's made a pilot nobody was interested in it and then is now in the middle of making a second pilot i assure you america now i know this was a different time but still you don't just walk off the street and get offered a pilot
0: let's let's put it this way okay uh Maybe the writer and a director is so fucking bitter that in his movie, you know, the fucking young handsome guy immediately gets a pilot.
1: Right. Just you know, to vicariously.
0: Just for the sake of the story, and just for his bitterness.
1: Now he's at Sammy's house, and he sees Sammy with the picture of Philly Beekman. What's going on? Then he finds out it's my it's dad. My
0: dad. Well, oh, why don't you go on stage? And be Philly Beekman's son. This guy, he plays all around the room, and he's Philly Beekman's son. Give it up for Philly Beekman Jr. I mean, Tony. Tony Beekman. Sorry. Sorry, Tony.
1: Sorry. Sorry.
0: There's some, uh, I guess uh, Buddy Hackett's son was a comedian. Uh, I don't know. Uh,
1: Jackie Mason's daughter, and it's illegitimate, she changed her name to Mason. She's Sheba Mason, just so you know.
0: Yeah. She's
1: the daughter. There is also um,
0: Kelly, a Kelly we, uh,
1: um, um, living in a van down by the river.
0: Oh, his brother, Kevin,
1: his brother yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. And and they look similar, you know, they're OK. So because Sammy's dad is uh, Philly Beekman, he's arranged for these guys to get to go there for free to Vegas. So they're flying. I don't know if they pay for uh, the from
0: what are they going from Montreal to Toronto now.
1: They're going from Los Angeles
0: to Vegas. Oh, to it's in
1: the movie got a clown Steve. face, clown.
0: Oh, yeah, and look, this looks kind of like Montreal's version of Las Vegas.
1: No, they're in Vegas.
0: Oh, Pia is in Las Vegas, Carl. I do so, you think of that movie, Fake Out?
1: Fake Out, Fake Out. There's Don Rickles. Oh, and he mooned was, him. Um, where it's at. We saw Don Rickles. Yeah, in, in
0: Vegas. Las Vegas as well.
1: I believe that this has got to be really Vegas. I mean, they're not going to do the fake set.
0: No, and they actually paid to get, like, this funny name up on the Sands. Yep. A marquee. Yeah, that's great.
1: This guy, Philly Beekman, his name is Jack Carter, and he was – Oh, Jack
0: Carter. Yeah.
1: So he was, like, in the vein of Milton Berle.
0: Um, I I can can... enjoy
1: his act. You want to listen? I yeah, I do. Funny.
0: So this has to be his act. He's not doing a character's act. It's probably Jack Carter's bit, act, right? He goes,
1: this band is one of the greatest bands of our day. I don't know. At night, they kind of stuck. Here he is. Jack Carter. Hey, 1983. He
0: 1983. He yeah. He had a long, distinguished career. He died at 93
1: in Los Angeles.
0: And like five years ago, six years ago. Yeah. I remember that here
1: 93rd birthday 2015
0: he's killing because of his jacket because of his jacket oh look even how is this that two three four so, you know, this is interesting, Carl, because unlike I'm dying up here with Jim Carrey, right. this is temporary comedy looking at their uh, at, at their their elders, I guess, yes. whatever the old comics are, uh, and they're commenting. So it's young comedians. They should young comedians talking to the Vegas act.
1: Right. And then we're going to see that in his hotel room after. Now, this guy was for real. He was on the, the cavalcade of stars, and he got his own NBC show called The Jack Carter Show. Um, he hosted, uh, there was, there was a, there was something called the half hour Saturday night programming slot. And, and
0: <laughs> sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. He did
1: a show right after Sid Caesar, Carl Reiner was on it. Um, he was friends with Sid Caesar is, he gave the eulogy at his funeral. He was a frequent guest on Ed Sullivan.
0: You know, one thing I have to say, I, I looked up Jack Carter and there was like a video of Howie Mandel talking about him. Uh-huh. Like bold, bold Howie. Yeah, this is this is curly-haired Howie.
1: Now, Sammy, his son, didn't even come.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And what's going to happen is he's going to, the thing's going to start off with like, hey, young comedians trying to pick my brains. Welcome, welcome. But then he's going to start doing some racist stuff. Uh, with his uh I don't know, this he's got this guy here with the the bow tie yeah, with the bow tie stand with him for twenty years or something and basically he starts shitting on him.
0: Yeah, I guess uh I mean
1: And the room flips and they're against Jack Carter.
0: The Carter's no George Clooney, is what you're saying.
1: That's right. He's, I don't know what a, to be a George Clooney is.
0: You got your friends, you know your friends you you've been in their real life, you know like friend he gave me money for my headshot back in 82 oh he kissed a black man's head uh yeah look there's miles he's not digging it at all yeah he's not
1: digging it and um yeah so things will turn sour he'll start pontificating about uh you know you young kids i mean you didn't pay your dues i cut my teeth on shitty rooms and everything and then they'll say Like, well, when's the last time you saw a new comedian as if – I don't know. It's a a (laughs) fake thing. No, it's not
0: true. Why don't we substitute young comedians with Zoom comedians and old-school comedians with, like, comedians who did it in real life? Who had a – you know, you guys. Why
1: would would a Kevin Hart, a Chris Rock come on down to Scotty's and check out new comedians? You know what I mean? Like, why would they –
0: because it's, it's a vibrant, no, that's, I think they have a solid argument. You okay. get yourself kind of stuck in a rut and you don't realize there's been generations and generations of new comedians and that things are different from the way you, the foundation is slightly different. It's different. Oh, look at this. Yeah, he's giving Right a now he's drink. going, come
1: on, uh, my, my drink is empty here. And he's insulting him and he's doing ethnic racist slurs. And he goes, what was that? Too smart for the room? Which I thought was a funny line
0: wow it's getting awkward now now. it's turned
1: sour now we Uh, got
0: whiskey sour
1: yeah now it's gonna flip and he's gonna start getting mad at him you young punk you don't know anything you don't respect anything
0: Now jack jack carter's a bit of a hothead wasn't he in
1: real life i'm not sure um i kind of i read about him was positive
0: yeah I don't, he's, a, he's an interesting comedian. I, I have to, you know what? I'm gonna go take watch him on YouTube. I'm gonna see if I can find like a, a 20 minute set or something. Well,
1: there was one bad thing. He was in that horror film Alligator in 1980, which, which was <laughs> I don't know why he would do that. But
0: well, a I know weird
1: blemish on his on his. He's, uh,
0: well, he's been on like Ed Sullivan, like I, he's probably t- uh for dozens of times. He's yeah. he was a staple on Sullivan. Yes, more than dozens.
1: I don't know about Staple, but he was one of their regular go to guys. You want to make an audience laugh. We've got a hole.
0: Get know. Carter. And you young comedians are snorting Coke with Robin Williams. I don't even <laughs> know what snorting Coke with Robin Williams means. <laughs> hey, man. When's the last time you checked out our act? Well, I would
1: he? but okay.
0: No, this, this is an interesting yeah, moment. I hear. It's, like, road comics and, like, locals and, you know, comics pitting each other against each other. You know, it's comedy. It's a good point. They came to watch his show. Also, who, as a comedian, who fucking watches shows? Right?
1: Who watches shows?
0: Well, I mean, like, I, yeah. do you go out and see, like, a show? You're like, oh, Brian Regan's in town. I'm going to go see him.
1: Oh, I know what you're saying. Uh... I guess the honest answer has to be no, but I'm always like, I'm going to go. Like, right. for instance, Kevin Hart was at Levity Live doing new material, which is in Palisades Park. Uh, it's 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 Nyack, New York. It's really close. It's like a 350 feet. I looked at the ticket prices. I was like, forget it. Also, um, Louis C.K. was there after his disgrace, and I was like, right. this would be interesting, but I never went um there's another name you would know and he was at the uh stress factory in new brunswick and the show was called trying new stuff i uh that's about 250 seats i was gonna go to that i didn't
0: you know so i mean this is all pre-pandemic talking and actually when i had a little more of a drive in in comedy but you would go out and you would you know at a showcase i would always watch people because i wanted to see what they were doing i wanted to Mm -hmm. see and if they were good you know, like Tom Rhodes, I think is a fucking genius, and mm-hmm. I watch him every time. And because everything he does, oh, is this the executive? Oh, it's Brandon tartikoff Now, this NBC. is NBC, yeah. No, it's deciding. Brandon Tarnikov, yeah. Three piece suit, the guy behind the oh, oh, well, all right. Are they gonna go with the young guy, the white guy? Well, who they're does like, are we material? going
1: with the actor or are we going with the comedian? And so they, you know. They have an argument about it. And he's like, well, I like the comedian. I think he's going to be the next big thing. But he's in so the room. Like, yeah. Is that realistic?
0: Yeah, it is. It's that's the way Hollywood works. I mean, it's heightened. I would have to say that the, the, the uh, writer director is making a point by having this guy accelerate and while being dissed in the room.
2: He's while like, oh, great. They're going to diss
0: the him room. the moment he walks out of the room. You're great. Smile is all around. Okay. Smiles brandon tartikoff brandon tartikoff came up with like funky brewster came up with uh different strokes he wore a three-piece tan suit with a vest and he was about that guy's size so obviously
1: that's who they're going for
0: yeah i don't know i get back to watching comics uh i i mean i like comedy and that's why I, i definitely watch it but uh you know when i would do this room i would go to rooms that like showcases just to say hi and just to be seen there but also to see what the comics were like and what they were well, doing you i always learn from that
1: yeah i i always stay in the room when there's an open mic people like uh, my good friend anthony quinn and um i won't start naming names i was about, yeah but a lot of them they go up they do their set and then they like disappear to like smoke pot or bullshit with the other comedians and I never do. I always stay in the room. You don't, I want to you see don't... what everyone's doing.
0: Yeah, but bullshitting other you know, comedians will get you other sets. And also just kind of, you know, it's networking.
1: There's many, many, many facets. To I'm not these. saying
0: talk, not, don't I talk over someone's set. I, of course,
1: the comedians. But I'm just trying to say that watching all of the comedian sets is really a value. You as a comedian, and I also just want to laugh. I want to see what they're doing, what's going on. So now he's telling the girlfriend, uh, I got the pilot, you know, and it's like his big – he's having his up moment so we can see him crash later.
0: Ah, hey, guys, I'm singing I got a pilot. Hey, no need to diet. I already got my pilot.
1: (laughs) That's what he's screaming to the other guys. I got a pilot. I
0: got a pilot. Oh, he's that comic. Yeah. Yeah. But well.
1: they're like, what's going on? And then they find out the ugly, ugly, ugly thing that Nutter has killed
0: himself.
1: They went and invaded his privacy, and now Nutter had went and killed himself. This will show you.
0: Wait a minute. So the comedy store wasn't there a suicide? I gotta get my research down. There was someone jumped off a roof or something. A comedian.
1: I don't know that story um you might be right about that no Bruce snutter has killed himself
0: bruce nutter mike mcdonald not not michael mcdonald from mad tv or michael mcdonald the singer right
1: it's not mike mcdonald um okay so let's see this was his first film the funny farm mike mcdonald but he was in um there was a jefferson starship commercial and he played a comedian that he was in screwballs 2 which we did on the show
0: We did that on the show you weren't there i got oh, i got a comic okay. i got a comic from uh uh the this mutiny radio comedy fest to join me
1: super dave's vegas spectacular uh um, oh. i mean he was out there yeah. I, I, you wouldn't know a bunch of his stuff the ben chasing robert the ripping fields I, I you wouldn't know a bunch of this stuff but he had a career and um he did uh he died he it was 2013 he had liver transplant surgery and. His liver failed. It was hepatitis.
0: Wow. Liver Uh, transplant.
1: Yeah. So, but still, he's known for, I don't know, this film called The Nutcracker Prince in 90, Chasing Robert in 2007. He had a career. And he also had bipolar. Okay, so here we are at his funeral. Now, what I don't understand is this guy was dirt poor, but he spent a lot of money... Do everything perfectly, and he insisted on an open mic at his funeral, and that's what they're doing right now.
0: Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I, I do you want an open mic at your funeral?
1: I don't think I do. I think this is a movie. Now, you saw this movie already, so you know the punchline here, but people watching at home won't know.
0: Well, I should mention what I know is that, uh, our sunshine boy was going to perform and, and Brendan Tattercoff was going to go over to the to the comedy store and watch him, but because of Bruce Nutter's fucking prank, he can't perform. Right. I mean, the, wasn't yeah. the guy supposed to see him tonight? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then this death fucking kibosh, his career opportunity.
1: Yes. I don't really care yes
0: that is true that's what my takeaway was that this <laughs> asshole, like and for what for being a narcissist for doing dying and having fake parents i want to thank the rented parents that oh, they are genius. Fake.
1: you're right you're right yeah no but they announced it funny you don't think this was inventive and creative
0: uh, i'm killing time until the reveal
1: okay <laughs> He's Let's, Let's let coming up he pretty closely. Everything, okay? Look, Lou Ferrigno. Bruce Nutter did not kill himself. It's all a big scam. He's going to open his coffin and pop out and go, don't you ever follow me home again and run away. I think it's funny.
0: You can't wait two seconds to let it happen.
1: <sighs> I, Right now we're having a sad, Yeah, all
0: music. The, all the comments are like, how come I'm going first for Nutter's funeral?
1: Yeah, that's right. Do I don't you care close. when you go up another's Nutter's funeral? Uh, no. Okay, you're first.
0: Okay, the ghost of Nutter show up. Now
1: Gail's freaking out. Ah! Uh... <laughs> don't you assholes ever follow me home again! <laughs> oh.
0: right. And look, Miles is like, you asshole. Like, you fucking Brandon Tarnikoff. Peter Ackroyd's like,
1: I'm going to kill him. He runs by and he goes, wasn't that Nutter?
0: Oh yeah, that's the parents.
1: The parents are like, does does this mean we're not getting paid?
0: Oh boy! And then comedian's desecrative the graveyard. No, most
1: all of this film was well written in the um, in how it flows. Right. This next cut is not well done. It doesn't flow at all. All of a sudden, like they, there's no reason for them to be all here in this <gasps> same room.
0: Look at that! Howie Mandel is passing a joint. Yeah. He he he's letting people smoke it and then he's going to smoke it again? You mean because of COVID? Because of he, he's famously pills? he doesn't shake people's hands. You know that. He's oh,
1: well, that could have developed. Yeah, he's got a uh OCD kind of germ phobia thing. Yeah, right. right. Of today. Uh, but in this
0: but in this scene he's smoking a communal joint.
1: Right. Now, it might be because it's a movie and it might be because his his paranoia hasn't developed yet.
0: I think as comics, they, they were just smoking anyway, so it was kind of second nature.
1: Let's see. Oh. Let's talk about Harry Mandel. Sure. Uh, okay, he is Canadian. He's totally Canadian. Uh, we know him from Deal or No Deal, the, the suitcases game show.
0: Right. Um, Bobby's
1: World. There's Canadian and England counterparts, and he's on it too. Um, he got big... As a he got little as a comedian, but then he got big on this medical drama called Saint Elsewhere, which right. you remember was a primetime show. It was on six years and he was a doctor on
0: it. Well, you know, fits like a glove. He took a surgical glove and he blew it up and looked like a little chicken rooster. Yeah, he put it on his head. But it on and his
3: head. It's
1: so part
0: like... of it was that he was a prop comic and he was also that doctor from Saint Elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So it kind of clicked on that. Like it was like Well, yes, yeah,
1: nice... he was the prop comic first. It's true. St. Elsewhere didn't make him, but because of being a prop comic, he got on St. Elsewhere, and so he had six years of exposure to the public. Now, he didn't take that and go on to do a um, huge movie career. Instead, he turned it into like a voiceover career.
0: Well, we should mention that uh, as a bad movie uh, podcast, I mean, a, a good podcast about bad movies he was in Walk Like a Dog, which if it was on yep. YouTube, we'd be watching it. Where he's like a human dog, and yep. then he's the monster under the bed or in the closet. This right. movie's like a cult film. I have people swear by this film, and I really enjoy it too. He's good in it. So he's he's done some real cultish films. Like this is a cult film too, I would imagine. But yeah, he he well, was, a he was, dog was the
1: voice in Gremlins, the yeah. voice of Gizmo, and in Gremlins too. Um, and he was in Tribulation which was a, um, one of those Cloud 10 pictures. Remember we saw Cameron, what's his name?
0: Oh, like a born-again Christian type? Uh, yep. I mean, I'm not born-again Christian. A religious, a spiritual-based. Cloud faith-based. 10
1: pictures is faith-based pictures, and he was in Tribulation in 2000. We know him from America's Got Talent. He was on the fifth season. But he did a lot of voiceover work. He did a lot of, uh, you know, the aristocrats and... Bobby's world was his uh, own. His yeah. He was in Pinocchio and Hansel and Gretel and Tangerine Bear and Jack.
0: Well, been, I you ever I don't see know, how,
1: lots of voiceover work.
0: He does you ever see how we do it? This is how we do it. Hey, we're in a Las Vegas buffet, and unbeknownst to the tourists, we put gold tokens in a set of food. Let's see what happens. <laughs> This okay, now, Gail
1: is paranoid about Earthquake. She hates it, right? And right. we find out that she sold some of their um, stand-up routines, and, and they aired in Ohio, so they're pissed. So they're pretending there's an earthquake. It's a pretty good gag. Peter Ackroyd's got them. So now she freaks out and goes, it's a quake! It's a quake!
0: So was he fucking comic? It's was that cray! the whole that's the thing, like, a comic was like, I'll, I'll seduce her, and then when I'm fucking her, we'll have the audience pretend it's an earthquake. Right.
1: So then she comes out, it's a quake! And then somebody tips her off that it's not.
0: She's oh, Maurice mad. did it. She was fucking Maurice? I thought he was a cool guy. That's not cool.
1: Well, Maurice, uh, they are all not cool. They're all in on this. And the only one who feels any pity for Gail is our star, uh, Mark Chaplin. And he's going to get into the car with her and try to, like, calm her down. Now, the owner's freaking out because nobody's inside spending money. Right. So he's trying to send them all back inside.
0: What a weird scene. What a weird club.
1: Mark Champlin is his name in the film. I I get it mixed up because it's Miles Chappin and Mark Champlin. Anyway, he gets in there and he basically he's like get out get out leave me alone <laughs> and he doesn't and then she like sort of speaks her mind in her heart about how like why doesn't anybody like me i i love them they give me joy and happiness i'm all about these comedians and so we're getting some feelings here
0: do you think that's a, do you think club owners comedy club owners really feel this way
1: I only know one comedy club owner really, really well, and he doesn't feel that way. Everybody kisses this guy's butt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow, it's so funny. Not since Joe Piscopo and Treat Williams have I seen such a acting combo of comedian and Ellen Burstyn.
1: <laughs> she's doing this job Heat? right now happy as an actress. She
0: yeah. Was. She definitely grounds this movie. Like She's given a real performance. This is a real person, it feels like.
1: Now we saw her in My Old Man last year.
0: That's right. Yeah, she pops up in a lot of great stuff. Like when I see her name, like I'm watching a movie and she, her name's in there, I'm like, all oh, right, you know, yeah. her TV show, she's because good. she's good.
1: Now, um, Goldie Hawn movie, what was it? Uh, Private Benjamin. That's how the the country got to know her.
0: Yeah, um, that was a really big film. Yeah. Yeah, it was a memorable memorable scene.
1: She was a uh, Mrs. Peacock in Clue. Right.
0: Uh, um, so look, uh, Mrs. Shore, I mean uh, Mrs. Uh, uh, Mrs. Fa- Miss, Miss Farm, Mrs. Farm, just feel yeah. better. Hey, can I get a set Tuesday? Uh, I'm going to let you go and just think. But if I could do seven minutes instead of five on tomorrow, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, look, he's got the congratulations telegrams. He's got his head shot. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: this is day one of his Pilot. he's already gone out there and done some of it and they didn't like it they didn't like it he wasn't good enough and and the woman is like an I told you so moment she suggested the actor look you want an act you want acting you hire an actor so now they're gonna let him go
0: Do they have really? wow he's
1: getting fired right now well they
0: i know this film they say hey we got an actor waiting in the parking lot he says he's smoking a marlboro right now but just give me the word i'll give him the eye he'll come right up yeah there we go hey oh look my character i think my character would be great if it had more lines yeah yeah okay hey listen we're off the set you're fired yeah that's right we're
1: going in a different direction with your character he goes fine no problem he goes no you don't understand he goes wait a minute are you firing me he goes i didn't say that he goes you are firing me he goes well you said it
0: ugh what a passive aggressive asshole they and he uh, leaves the artist entrance so this is montreal with the artist entrance it's is this like
1: pronounced montreal
0: ubs television so it's like C canadian yeah. they they moved the c for canada up and made it a u yeah instead show. of
1: cbs it's u ubs why not you could oh, be all happy.
0: right. So oh, yeah. Could a be
1: girlfriend. And he goes, I blew it. So basically, he's going to have a crybaby, I quit comedy.
3: Yeah, I know.
1: Second, but then he's going to start driving home. He's going to go to some honky talk and do like five minutes. Everyone's going to love him. And he's going to turn around and come back and she's going to be happy. It doesn't, it's a very poorly written end.
0: Well, okay. So I think this is kind of so far so good. This guy drives the beginning of the year. He drives from Cleveland. He goes to Los Angeles. He's on it. He's on it. He's part of the scene. Everyone now knows him. He's doing time. He's a regular. Uh, He takes, you know, he he gentrifies uh, uh, an act and then he gets a pilot. Uh, and then they kick him out even the first day of shooting. I think it's fucking this guy, the director like just being bitter. Oh, he's in the mental ward.
1: Yeah, Bruce Nutter. Nutter went crazy, and he's now in the mental ward. And it doesn't make sense. He's going to like say to the girlfriend, Mark is going to say to the girlfriend, like, I don't want to end up like Bruce Nutter. How would he look his comic books upside down? He goes, I, I have can to admit upside down now.
0: That's That's my favorite line in this movie. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. So, I gonna but use the that thing line.
1: is, why in the world would he end up like Bruce nutter It it doesn't make sense in the real world it it's poorly written
0: you, I mean i' I I'm not gonna really talk Go about comedians but you know this is not kind of something like this could happen I don't know about this is he doing time
1: yes he did you stop watching the film because you knew everything up until I'm the trying earthquake. To, I do
0: no, okay. I, I know where, Yeah, no, I'm just trying so what, to move, move, move our show along. Okay.
1: So, what is happening now is every day at this time, he does like 15 minutes and people come in. He's, he's, and so he's saying, it's great to be here at the funny farm. And the joke is, you know, he's at the crazy, you know, but like
0: the joke is these guys are acting like, you know, outside crazies. You know what I mean? Like, we're a crazy comedy and we're the loony bin.
1: How come everyone's in those, uh, uh smocks those uh hospital gowns but bruce okay he's
0: got his own yeah
1: so now now he's essentially gonna
0: quit. well it isn't
1: time for him to quit yet but he's really close
0: if i may i have seen this movie you have already spoiled the movie but allow me to spoil this movie he so he fails right and now he's completely burnt and bitter and he's not even going to try again he doesn't want to go to the club He doesn't want to talk to the comedians he doesn't even want to live in the same house as the waitress and then the biggest night of comedy is is new year's eve right that's like everybody in america decides or canada decides to go out and and drink and not talk to their spouses because they're watching a show or they just want (laughs) they want to go out and drink or they just want to get out of the house or they want to watch stand-up comedy on tv it's the biggest night of tell of uh, stand-up comedy is new year's eve but he won't go in fact he fucking bails on his girlfriend on new year's eve yeah, and, and moves out, which and know, he gets
1: and Mitzi Shore, I mean, uh, I love Brennan,
0: but yeah.
3: yeah,
1: offers him a great spot on New Year's, and he turns it down.
0: Right, which is such a no-no. You, no matter how you're feeling, you always say yes.
1: Yeah, exactly. unless
0: you really, unless you're really gonna fuck it up, you if know. You have COVID. If you're drunk, you don't know no, your. Material. If you're drunk, ooh, they have assignment. Look at that, that memory game. Beep, red, green, yellow.
1: I used to love that.
0: Ah, and the paper. Wow. What a museum. Yeah. Because you, you should always take a set because they're never going to offer again. If you say no the first time.
1: That's right. They'll never offer it again. They, yeah. you, that's the memory they have. You said, yeah, uh,
0: you said, no, they got a show to you run. Say they need no. s-
1: yeah.
0: I mean, you know, it as, a, as running a show, You sometimes you, someone does a show or there's a spot missing. You need someone ASAP. You don't need bullshit. Right. I don't need 40 questions. I don't need you saying I can't do it, but I'll love another set and then follow up. That's not the reason why I'm calling you in this 11th hour. Right. I need someone. Can you deliver? If you deliver, I'll get you another set, but right. if you don't deliver and then you keep pestering me for a set, because the last time <laughs> I asked, it's gone. I I don't have time because I have 500 people pestering me anyway. Look at the day, I'll
1: Listen. never understand comedians.
0: Clint. Right. Look, there's Mr. Shore
1: guess he maybe is a kind of mr shore if he's you don't kidding. think they're
0: married but, oh she's she's fucking people uh comics but you know they could be married
1: in the beginning the juggler explained that he was the club owner and she was the manager oh
0: so i think what he does is cowardly i think it's like it goes against everything you learn in comedy which is that you will never stop and you can't stop you know, you have to take any kind of failure, is just thick skin, right? You got to let it off your tail. It because does, you're,
1: now, yeah, you're right. It doesn't make sense what he's doing, and he's not just making a mistake because he's a young comedian. It's also the author.
0: It's a self-hatred. the self-hatred. No, but comics, you know, I mean, I relate to what he's doing. He does self-sabot- He's self-sabotaging everything to the point where he negates himself and everything. he's He achieved the year that he moved out here you know it's new year's eve it has the years okay. about to end and he bails like he doesn't even last a year he self-destructs and it's wrong and i i feel like you know someone told me something carla said you have to think you're funny because if you don't think you're funny then nobody in the room thinks you're funny." of course of so course. even if you're not funny you still have to think you're funny because that way you don't side with the audience when they turn on you right that's and, one of the
1: only things I learned from the Steve Martin uh masterclass I paid ninety-six dollars for. Uh-huh. You gotta pretend you're killing when you're up there. If you do a joke that doesn't work,
0: move on. Right. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So he doesn't do that because and then uh I mean that's the thing. So he should he should show up like comics would love to say, Oh, what happened to that pilot you were yelling about at the parking lot? How did that turn out? Right? Uh, He's going to eat a lot of shit, but you do eat a lot of shit because it's a salt proprietorship, ship and it's things are raw and rocky and you're vulnerable on stage. And you know, I don't know. I haven't performed, Carl, fucking in a, in a while. Stand up?
1: Yeah. You haven't personally performed.
0: I used to produce COVID. Yeah, COVID is exactly right. You know, New Year's Eve shows, I, I produced my own because no one was booking me and I said, fuck uh-huh. it, I wanted to perform. And I would get do shows, and you know, they were fun. They were great shows, and I had some really good comics up there, and I was able to pay them. So it was fun, you know. And we had an audience for it. I had uh, the chance
1: to do New Year's Eve at Scotty's. I even said yes.
3: And
0: uh, then
1: Sandy, my wife, was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> we've right. been together every New Year's for twenty six years, and you're, you know, cancel that." You know, so I had Fair to problem. Yeah.
0: So he just broke up with her.
1: Came and said, I'm going home. I've left you a note. And I left you a note. What? Yeah, it's essentially a breakup, even though he's not saying breakup. No, but. it's
0: actually his set list he left by mistake. He <laughs> took he goes on the honky tonk and performs his breakup. Right. Uh, he, yeah. He
1: pulls out his set list and he goes, Dear John, wait a Dear minute. Dear
0: young and the restless.
1: <laughs> yeah. So she's mad. He is mad, and legitimately so. You're a fair weather comedian. You only come out when it's nice.
0: That's true. That's a that's a real thing. You know, there's no shame in comedy. You, ha- you have to eat shit. You know, it's it's funny. hmm But uh, even if it's on you, that Steve goes. You listen. I'm a waitress, and I've seen better. I work here as uh, and the staff, and uh, I've seen better comics than you.
1: Oh, no. She's he's the greatest girlfriend. She does not insult him or hurt his feelings at all, except to call him a chicken, you know, which is the honest truth of what's going on.
0: So now oh. he
1: begins the long trek down Route 80. And,
0: Symmetry, because we started off with him driving towards Los Angeles. Right. New Year's Eve, he's done. He doesn't even last a year.
1: So he stops off at a honky-tonk. He has a good set, and he says, all right, I'll go back. I. I it doesn't not strong as an author. And this guy was a hell of a writer. Uh right. this John Clark.
0: Of well, course this I mean, is
1: kind of early in his career.
0: Yeah, I I think this movie has a lot of meat on its bones. I mean there's no, it's, it's not
1: he started in the 60s and this is 20 years into his career and he's writing this crap.
0: But he's he's letting demons out. He's he's letting the frustrations of the comedy scene out. He
1: was a comedian. He was a writer. Uh, he was never a comedian. Now he did write for a lot of. Um, okay, let so me... this is
0: honky tonk comedian right now.
1: This is just some local bar, yeah, some honky tonk. Uh, let's see, Jackie Gleason, Danny Kaye, Steve Allen; these are all you know, Smother Brothers, Pat Paulson; these are all comedians. Yeah. So I don't think Ron Clark was ever a comedian. Just, but he was around them.
0: Right. So he knows, but he probably had friends that had got one yeah. instant you know he probably seen the instant success and the, the quick burnout and maybe crashes. he
1: was a stand-up and the internet just didn't tell me
0: yeah man you were great hey i'm a comedian too do you know is there how can i is there a list can i get up do you know uh, of any other rooms i have a hundred million other questions
1: that only happened to be once i was in jersey city i was at this show just seeing a friend her name's stacy Kendro. she's from boston she's a feature, and. um I just went up to the guy, and I said, look, I'm a comedian. Uh, Seems like everyone's still warm, and you're about to end. Uh, Can I (laughs) All right. And so I did. I went up, and I did the set I had in my wallet, like I was saying. Yeah. They had a grand piano there. So I, I said, your joke about tickling the ivories and how sometimes the elephants sneeze, and it got a big laugh. So I said, okay, I'll tickle the ivories. So I sat down, and I played Imagine by John Lennon, and I did Imagine There's No Yoko. Oh, it really went well.
0: Oh, that's great. Oh, I'm (laughs) glad to hear. So it's not only in the movies, Carl. Even, you know, it happened to you. It wasn't Bernie's Bar and Cafe.
1: Right. So he's leaving Bernie's, and the guy's like, you were genuinely funny, and everybody loved you. And that was all it took. That's strong enough. He gets on the phone with a girlfriend at 3 in the morning.
0: Yeah. and says, I'm
1: coming home.
0: Hey, I just did a set, and I killed. I, I can't go to sleep. I, I'm going to go back to Los Angeles and, and pursue my dream. No, he's going to run off again. It all
1: takes place. It's still New Year's Eve. It doesn't, so what, she's asleep at
0: 10.30? No, look at the clock. It's like 4 in the morning.
1: Yes, right. Three it's, 30, but it's New, New Year's Day. Day. So this is all happening, this 180, now she's happy because she's the perfect girlfriend She doesn't go how dare you put me through a breakup and then you're you bipolar motherfucker no he like, he
0: showed what? up to his no. work he showed up to her work on new year's eve the busiest night we just said it was the biggest night in comedy <laughs> that's right hey I, I left i left you a note i'm going i i can't hack yeah this is kind of a comic thing to do
1: yeah i, I can't yeah. deal
0: i i'm done now he's back. Is he listening to George Carlin again?
1: No, L.A. Carlin? He's just yeah. We're hearing we're hearing inspirational music, and you can do it. Oh yeah,
0: actually, yeah, I love the theme song. Guys, put
1: it up. Put it up.
0: I I'm the every, every on my my L.A. on my way. <laughs> I love this. I know what to do.
1: So bad. And it's also so 83.
0: That's it. He goes back. The movie's over. That's no scary. New Year's Day. There's Peter. The late Peter Ackroyd. A lot of people passed away. Yeah, a lot of
1: did. Not Howie, though. This uh-huh. is really funny, his baby voice.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's Bobby's World. Jack oh, Blum. yeah.
1: Did that go on to be Bobby's World?
0: Yeah, he did a.
1: I didn't look up Jack Blum. I'm sorry about that.
0: Yeah, it's all right. Look, at my yeah, he was pretty good.
1: Put it on those girls who voluntarily hopped up on the stage and were happy about.
0: It. Yeah, you know what I mean. What about the female performers? Did it? Would they feel comfortable being in a place that allows that? Like some some comics allows
1: film. girls. To, they um, were females who got on the stage and said, "I'm into." They,
0: this. They were audience members who came to see a show. They shouldn't be up there showing their tits.
1: Okay. Hey, we never
0: seen Brian Nesik on stage. That must be cut material. (laughs) Yeah, there's Steve Allen and his Walkman doesn't get a credit.
1: His Walkman did not get a credit, and I was very, I thought that wasn't.
0: That wasn't fair. Jesus Christ, Carl. What do you think of this movie? While the music still plays, don't get me wrong.
1: Yes, I have to say that I enjoyed it because it was stand up comedians. I guess I have to say I enjoyed it. But it irked me that it's just like he rolls into town, he's got a girlfriend and a place to stay. All the comedians are his friends. He gets, you know, becomes a regular comedian with hardly any material going to do a pilot it's all like a uh, fake that's not the way life works but it's a movie i get it you have to celebrate
0: well it's a parody carl i think this movie is good uh and that it it, it i the problem is that it, the whole story about the los angeles comedy scene in the 70s and 80s uh, you know this was 83 so it was still kind of new and had that car fresh car smell it wasn't stale and repurpose and regurgitated and reused, but it was their version of it. So I caught a little inside history in there, and uh, I don't know. It was like a cautionary tale. This guy, you know, of Hollywood, of this guy, like they just take young faces and put them in uh, stuff that they can't deal with, and then they Here's get the crushed.
1: recorded material. Yeah, there we say. go.
0: So, oh, he listed the two thousand uh, year old man. Yep, Comedy is not pretty. Right.
1: Don't, dating Joan of Arc was the routine.
0: Oh, just, yeah, well, we should give a shout out to to uh, Patrick Carlin, uh, George Carlin's younger brother, who used to be part of the show before us here on the Media Edge God. of
1: Insanity. The yeah. Edge of
0: Insanity, Paul Brumbaugh.
1: Yeah, the, Re- Miss- the recently married.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Fans of Paul Brumbaugh and Mrs. Christine. Uh, Definitely know they- our fans, yeah. Paul Brumbaugh. Great All right.
1: material. Great picking up his kid from jail. <laughs> Funny comedian, Paul Brumbaugh
0: right not in this movie however so uh one comedian didn't make the cut but yeah we love Hall. all right then rated our movie wow mm. Mm. well Carl uh yeah that was it we are done with that yeah. at all we never have to go yeah, back yeah. to the funny farm uh we are free of that next week we are gonna maybe I don't know we well, we, we have I a film
1: like uh I don't announce that film uh let's talk let's
0: talk. let's talk let's put it this way the purpose of our show is to some movies are so bad you just can't watch them on your own you need someone in the room you need somebody to be part and we always feel like because you have to listen to our podcast and watch the movie at the same time to fully experience uh what we're doing that we're part that let us we are as a group us the podcast and you the listener we are watching a movie together because some movies you just can't make it to the end because they're so fucking bad. And that's the scenario we have with the film that it's in the pipeline and we can't, the
1: thing is I will in my research be watching it alone, maybe four times. Let's talk off air. All
0: right. We'll talk off air because I watched the movie until a point where I had my eyes were removed by my hands and I could no longer watch the movie. So I think I agree with you. Well, ladies and yeah. gentlemen, how about that for excitement here on let's watch a full Life movie on YouTube every Sunday on mutinyradio.fm where you can contribute to the station. Please go to yeah. mutinyradio.fm, hit their patreon link or go to Venmo and send them a couple bucks at mutiny Radio. We'd love to keep this going. Uh, we as we have been for for years. This is part of the mission district community. We have live shows on Monday and Friday. Uh and if you don't want to go in person to see them, you can listen to them on Muni Radio as a podcast or streaming live. Exactly. Go to mutinyradio.fm. More information about our iTunes link, more information about all the shows, including what's really happening, that just played before us at noon here on Sunday. Luke. So Carl, yeah, Luke Sayer. Luke, uh Carl, I just called you Luke. Uh, yeah. It's me, Mark, Luke. Do you, uh, anything uh, you'd like to promote, anything coming up?
1: I guess no. Just go to carlsucks.com, yeah. and uh, you'll see all my upcoming dates, which pretty much means I'll be at Scotty's this weekend. And if there's anything else, I do list it there. So please enjoy. Sounds good. Enjoy.
0: Yeah, and we have a lot of great more show coming on, so uh, make sure you, uh, now that February is done, uh, join us next week in March as we maybe show a film we can't watch.
1: My birthday's tomorrow, February 28th. Happy birthday. Oh, but it's
0: Monday. Birthday on a Monday. How ironic. Yeah.
1: You guys at the party.
0: All right. See you at the party, Carl. Happy 40. 56. (laughs) 56. 56. All right. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, I'm a couple years behind you. So (laughs) keep keep blazing the path for me, brother. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Take care.
2: Michael Spiegelman Michael
1: Spiegel, Spiegelman ma-na-na-na. I might have gone to a wrong court there. Okay.
2: Let us watch a full length movie on YouTube with Michael
1: Michael
2: Spiegelman and
0: Carl. Fala, Mike. Welcome to LWAFLMOYT. Very important acronym. It's Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl.
1: Hi, Mike. Let us watch a full-length
2: movie on YouTube with Michael, Spiegelman,
1: and Carl. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael,
2: Spiegelman, and Carl. La-da-da. Da-da-da.
0: Welcome to OIT. Hello, everyone. Uh, Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman, as seen on Game Show Network's People Puzzler. Hey, Mike i critic Roger Ebert because I don't shut up about movies. I talk constantly about. Because you love them. I love, love them bad so movies. That's where Roger and I differ. And I have a bad movie podcast with my friend Carl, and we watch the entire movie in real time uh, like, on YouTube. Like Surf Two from the 1980s. Oh, and then
2: you guys talk about that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yes, yeah,
0: so well, welcome. Welcome,
2: Mike. be here. Yes, great to have you guys here.
0: Mike Spiegelman, as seen on Game Show Networks, People Puzzler, and Carl. Hi, Carl.
1: Hey, Mike, how are you, television star? Great to see you again uh, in the lowly medium of FM radio and and YouTube. But, you know, for a TV star like
2: you... ...up there, and here's your clue. Michael Jackson turns into one in Thriller. Zombie. Is it Zombie? Where do you want to go next? Uh, four Down. Four Down. We have an M and an E, and here's your clue. Heavy genre of Twisted Sisters... We're not going to take it. Metal, heavy metal. Is it metal? All right. All right, doing good, Mike. But uh,
1: great to yes. see you again. Thank you for having me on our show.
0: Well, thank you for v- arriving to our show. Yeah, as, have, as always, uh, we are recording the seconds after my episode just aired where I was a game show contestant on Game Network's People Puzzler. And I couldn't really talk about it. But it's out there, and you'll hear clips from it throughout our podcast. We are streaming right now on mutinyradio.fm, as we do every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. New Jersey Time. And we are really excited because we have a great show. Carl and I, we watch movies on YouTube, the full-length movies that are posted on YouTube. We want you to watch the YouTube movie with us and... Uh, listen to our podcast at the same time. So you could do this right now, streaming live, need radio, go to YouTube, or you can subscribe to our podcast. It'll drop every Sunday night, and then you can watch the movie at your leisure. or you can subscribe <laughs> to our YouTube channel, which Carl has already synced up the movie. Carl is the producer of the show. Yes, he yes, wrote the theme yes. song you heard up front. Right. Uh, yeah. He will edit game show bits for yes. the show until the end of infinity. And... Uh, Till the end of infinity 93 till <laughs> infinity coming and right, um, up. Mark.
1: Right. What is the movie today?
0: You're asking me, Carl. What a switcheroo! Normally, I would ask you. Today's movie is Thunderbirds Argo, the theatrically released 1966 super animation.
1: Uh, it's more like
0: marionettes, well, it, marionettes and animation, right? Animatronic moving. bullshit. So it's combined and it's super. It's called Thunderbirds or Go. We want you to go to YouTube, type in Thunderbirds or Go 1966. 1966. I can tell you, i at my PlayStation 4 here. Oops. The actual full title is Thunderbirds or Go 1966, 1080p, Blu
1: ray, H264,
0: AAC, <laughs> RA, RBG.
1: R A R B F got it
0: got it and Carl great question the channel that's hosting the movie ah. is Bob J 77 that's B O B B J 77 Bob BJ cuz
1: a head bobs in a BJ is that why
0: Bob BJ 77 and listen as married men Bob congratulations yeah right 77 we're living
2: vicariously through you.
0: <laughs> so go ahead now. Bob had uh, not only had the courtesy to host of this movie; he has two ads up front. So thank go you, ahead. Bob. Thank you, Bob. But he's the only one that has the full length movie, and it looks gorgeous. Yeah. So go yeah. ahead and click it, let it play, hit pause. Well, what's going to happen is you're going to click it, and there'll be two ads. So when you have the opportunity to skip ads, do so, and then hit pause, move it to zero zero. Oh my God, that's so much work. Now it's a chore. It's not a chore. We're going to have a great segment. We have a special comedian, a celebrity comedian, Carl. Yeah, yeah. To do the countdown to start our movie. It's smackly right. Carl and uh, Carl, take it away. I hear you have a top ten list, Carl. No, I don't, you <laughs> dumbass motherfucker. You have? I
1: have a movie podcast, in the middle of it and we watch it a oh my fucking movie. Coming in. God damn it! Okay, so listen, you have to start our movie.
2: Is this your way?
1: Three, two, for... one, go. That's how the countdown goes. You three, say two, three, one. two, one, go. Oh, please, listen, I went to the school. We all—it's audio first. It's it? it's out of San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Everyone at We're home on Mutiny Radio. presses play at the same time as we do here in the studio. Okay. So what you have to do is like a countdown. Three, two, one, go. Don't do it like three, two, one, and go! No, it's three, No, it's two, like one. the space shuttle launch. Three, two, one. And you're recording go. this for your show. right your the fuck now! All right. Go ahead. All right. Okay, you ready? Am I ready?
2: Hold on. Hold on. <laughs>
1: Holding on, yeah. Ready now? Okay. Three, Kin done. Another two, chin 2, wait, 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 wait. 3, 2, I, I don't
0: know how to do it. Steve, how would you do it? 3, 2, 1. You gotta do world. Timing. Five, <laughs> this is the best show
3: in quite some time, and we, well, had, to like we had to be good to follow those two jobs. 3, 2,